Yes? Oh, it's, it's you. What is it? Can Caroline come out and play? <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, young man, but she can't. She's in Italy with her mother. Oh. Well, then, what's Lyndon doing? <laughs> There's a little piece of 1962 for you. This is Red Blue Talk. The channel's all about how politics and government impact people's lives. Mo Rocca is a correspondent for CBS This Morning, and I caught the show today. He has a new podcast called Mobituaries, and the very first episode really caught my attention. He talks about a very famous record album from 1962 called The First Family, and I have a personal connection to that record. I happen to have an original copy of it, this was on Cadence Records from 1962. I got a copy of it right here, uh, which I came across when I was cleaning out my house a couple of weeks ago. Before I explain all that, let me just say, as a vlogger and as a podcaster, I really look up to the Mo Rockers of the world. Uh, his work is just so polished. It's beautifully written. It's beautifully produced. Uh, like All of the resources of CBS News are at his disposal, and he really uses everything they have to offer. It's first class. I recommend you check out mobituaries.com. It's available on every podcast platform you could possibly have. Now, about the first family. I have no firsthand recollection of John F. Kennedy. I wasn't born until two years after he was assassinated, but I was the youngest of four children. And um, my nearest sibling is eight years older than me. So the whole family really had an experience that I did not. Um, I had a little record player, and I had my own collection of records uh, that I was allowed to play myself. There was my father's albums. He had like a bunch of show, Broadway show albums, and my brothers had a collection of contemporary music albums, but I wasn't allowed to touch any of that stuff. It was totally off limits. But these kids' records, uh, they were mine. And in the Child Safe collection, I had, um, there was a Mickey Mouse Club album that was like 25 years old. There were a couple of Groucho Marx, kids' records, all musical-type stuff. I remember there was an album of, um, I think it was Peter and the Wolf album. And in 1970, I got the Sesame Street album, and that was like the first one, first thing in the collection that truly belonged to me. But for some reason, this first family album was one of the albums that made it into the kid pile of records. And the question is, you know, why was this political parody record about the first family uh, part of the kid collection? I, and the answer is, I have no idea. Um, uh, I never really understood why I was in the kid collection. I just played it over and over and over, just like all the other albums. Um, I liked it because it's got a picture of a family, and it's got kids on the on the cover, and it's got a balloon. So it seemed like it was for me. Um, let's play another clip. The following is a public service announcement. Election day is near. Go to the polls and vote. Vote for the Kennedy of your choice, but vote. <laughs> So the question is, why was The First Family even a part of my playlist as a kid? I have no idea. I learned from the Mo Rocca podcast that this album was a total blowout success in 1962. Uh, it was it won a Grammy. Uh, it was the biggest selling album of the year, and it was one of the biggest selling, fastest selling albums in history. 
Why wasn't it protected in one of the grown-up collections? Did my parents not like the Kennedys? Um, why did they buy it in the first place if they didn't like the Kennedys? Who knows? Then, watching Raka made me think about my own direct connection to the album. Why did I, why did I love it so much? Uh, the jokes were over my head. I had no idea who Barry Goldwater was. I didn't know who Albert Schweitzer was. And to this day, I don't get a lot of the political references because they're before my time. So what was it that made me love it so much? The answer is, it was just plain funny. And because if you listen to it carefully, Vaughn Meter, who play, who, who, he's the guy who plays Kennedy, he gets applause and adoration at the end of every single cut on the album. And as a kid, all I wanted was attention like that guy. And third, because the first family on that album seemed like a fun family, one that spends time together and has fun and does things together. And listen to this. And my dear, for oh, now everybody take it together with vigor. So uh, this time with vigor. So I ran around my house at the age of five and six and seven talking like Jack Kennedy with a kid's ear version of a New England accent and asking, ask not what your country can do for you. But what I was really doing was I was imitating Vaughn Meter impersonating Jack Kennedy. It didn't matter to me. I killed and the grown-ups loved it, and I got the laughs, and it never failed to get uh, a rise out of the relatives and the friends that came over. I didn't know what I was doing uh, or why they were so amused by it. Coincidentally, I found the album when I was looking around the house a couple of weeks ago. I was clearing out some old junk, and, and it showed up, and, and here it is in all its glory. Let's take a quick look inside. There it is. Cadence Records. The first family. And uh, I guess that'll be kind of boring if you're just listening to the podcast. But I don't even have a record player to play it on now. Um, I was in between, it was in between my Sesame Street album and the Mickey Mouse album. I, I'm glad I saved them, but if I wanted to listen to them now, I would probably look them up on Spotify. So the Mo Rekka podcast, Mobituaries, looks like it's going to be a winner. I strongly recommend the first episode. He has interviews with Vaughn Meter's wife, one of the producers of the album. Um, he has an interview on there with um, Bob Booker. And uh, and also a 1998 interview that CBS did with Vaughn Meter. A lot of the podcast is about how Vaughn Meter's career um, really stopped when the assassination happened because you know he wasn't uh, in demand to do anything except do impersonations of John F. Kennedy. And Meter himself never fully recovered from the tragedy. But there is a jaw-dropping end to this podcast. It's a 52-minute podcast. I listened to the whole thing. It's really difficult for a podcast to, you know, build up to something and then, you know, bring you into a big crescendo. But uh, Mo Rocca managed to do it, and uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but I recommend that you listen to the podcast. Red Blue Talk is all about how politics and government impact people's lives. I'd be tickled if you would subscribe to the channel on whatever platform you prefer, facebook.com slash redbluetalk, 
youtube.com slash redbluetalk. And the best way to reach me is to hit me up on Twitter at redbluetalk. Thanks for watching, listening, and tuning in.